most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. Ooh, my goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. I am your host, Chris Raybon, and this is your fantasy preview for NFL Week 13. On today's show, we're going to break down a Thursday night slate between the Patriots and the Bills. We'll dive into the Week 13 main slate and build some lineups on DraftKings and FanDuel. How will we do it? One of the top fantasy rankers in the game, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, yeah, I'm still recovering from just eating way too much stuffing um, <laughs> and recovering, honestly, from just week 12, just being just a crazy, stressful mess. Uh, but how are you doing? Feeling good, man. You know, uh, I, I thought week 12 was pretty fun. So uh, I yeah, it, was, got, it was fun. But <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, did get pretty, uh, pretty lit on Saturday <laughs> night. So I uh, had cool, you know, watching all of the pretty much early window with uh with a hangover so that's always fun I, you had an mj level performance i'm convinced me uh if that's the case i i would not be able to do that yeah i mean you know it's uh <laughs> when, when you when you when you're never really asleep it's not hard to get up that is true <laughs> but uh yeah we're gonna break down the thursday night football slate uh before we do uh just want to shout out this week's contest winner joe coke joe underscore coke uh Thank you for the review. Hit up podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your free year of Action Pro. And if you anyone out there listening to the show, be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple and uh, we pick our best, our favorite one, and uh, you could win a free year of Action Pro. So uh, let's get to it. Thursday night football. We've got the Buffalo Bills going to New England. The Patriots are four-point underdogs at home. The total just 43 and a half. Mm. So uh, this is one of the lowest, maybe the lowest implied total that you'll see the Buffalo Bills with all year. They're implied for just 24 points, which is uh, pretty low for them. Uh, who do you like in the captain spot? Uh, Got to go with Ramondre Stevenson here. Uh, and you made a great point just with the with the low game total. Um, maybe the Bills just don't go off here. So uh, I like going with a Patriot player here. And with Damian Harris looking like he's going to miss, uh, Stevenson's just a no-brainer in the captain slot because, you know, obviously this is a tougher matchup. Uh, but they they might lean on Stevenson early on as a runner. Uh, maybe just a way to slow this game down, keep it close, keep the Bills offense on the sidelines. Uh, but then if and when they inevitably trail – you know, Stevenson is an excellent pass catcher. He might lead the team in receptions and receiving yards here. So uh, he is game script proof, just has a massive floor and ceiling combo. Uh, and it's really easy to build lineups with him in the captain slot. You can just get creative and make, uh, you know, a, a team with him in the captain slot for any kind of game script. So he's super versatile in the captain slot if you're building a ton of lineups uh, and just a great overall play um, in the captain slot. Yeah, I love him as well. I mean, this Buffalo defense has started springing some weeks to running backs over mm -hmm. the last 
uh, five weeks. They're allowing over five yards per carry to uh, opposing running backs, and they're allowing 159 scrimmage yards per game to opposing backfields. So, uh, you know, I, I, you can bet that New England's looking at that, and that's got to be the game plan first and foremost to keep the ball on the ground here uh, against this uh, this Buffalo defense. All right, what about for dart throws? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, they're okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. Yeah, so for the Patriots side, I mean, there's there's honestly a ton. They just have so many receivers that <laughs> rotate in and out. I'm, I'm going with Devontae Parker, though. Um, it looks like Jacoby Myers is banged up, but he he should play. So, you know, Parker will probably be the, the number two wide receiver. Um, and, you know, last week he had an 86% route participation, uh, caught four balls for 80 yards. So, you know, he's, he's been a boom bust, sorry, deep threat um, all season really. And he has a very low floor, but, you know, he has a ceiling worth tapping into uh, in a one game slate. If the, if the Patriots get down big, you know, they might need to throw a couple deep balls to Parker. So, um, you know, he, he's sort of underrated as a number two wideout, but again, they just have so many weapons on offense it's, it's really hard to peg him so i just like his upside here so i think he's the best dart throw on the pat side and then the bills they don't really have dart throws just you know they're a top heavy offense so i'm gonna have to go with james cook here um he, he's always sneaky just in case the the bills blow a team out you know once they get up pretty big they like to put cook in there um so while people don't expect this to be a blow and i don't either um you know the bills are favored by four or five points uh, they could blow out the Patriots. So we could still end up seeing James Cook, you know, having a heavy workload in the second half. Even if it is a close game, you know, he could start to really expand um, as a pass catcher. You know, he he's running around a 15 to 20% routes run, right? But when he is running around, he's really, he's getting targeted most of the time. Um, so he could sneak in three or four catches here uh, if he sees an uptick in usage. And, you know, he's coming off a game where he only had two carries, but that was just sort of like game script game flow dependent but we could see him jump up to you know six to eight carries here so he's just one of those players we're on a one game slate he's always pretty sneaky and on the bills you know he's always going to be overlooked so i like him as a dart throw on the bill side yeah cook you know another one of those rookies you know hoping yeah. uh maybe as a breakout game patriots have been better though on run defense uh mm-hmm. you know, they started the year pretty bad but last few weeks i mean no one's really been getting anything so cook's gonna have to do it in the uh in the passing game uh, I like on the bill side, Khalil Shakir, uh, you know, Quentin Morris, their backup tight end is banged up. So, mm. and he's missed the first two practices of the week. So they might go with a few more, you know, four wide or, you know, Shakir might even get in and more on some more three wide sets uh, this week. And uh, just another one of these rookies who's super cheap and, you know, all he needs is a catcher too, you know, maybe a, a red zone touchdown catch or something like that. Uh, and he would pay off value. So uh, I feel like he's been kind of forgotten after McKenzie went went off last game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's kind of been hard to to peg their usage from week to week. You know, sometimes Shakir will pop in, in, in routes and sometimes McKenzie will pop. So uh, like Shakir on the Bill side. And then the Patriots, it's tough. I, I do like Nelson Aguilar again. He's a little mm-hmm. more expensive. He's not a true dart throw. But I just think the way – if you look at this Bill's defense, you know, he runs a, a majority of routes in the slot, kind of like Myers. So um, I think that's kind of the way you beat this this Bills defense at this point. You, know, like you don't want to go outside and uh, you're going to run it. But when you throw it, I think it, Aguilar is going to be uh, an option over you know the tight ends. Bills always tend to shut down these tight ends. So uh, you know Johnny is super cheap, but 
can't really rely on him. I think Kendrick Bourne's interesting too, but he's not playing out of the slot as much uh, this year. So uh, like Aguilar the most out of that Patriot uh, receiving core. Yeah, I, I love that Aguilar call. And he's he's always a great option uh, on a one-game slate. You never know when he's going to pop off. He did have a big game last week, so his roster ship yeah. might be higher than normal. But either way, people t- tend to just overlook him. Um, and Shakir makes a ton of sense. You know, ever since uh, Jay Kumaro went on IR, he's averaging around 30% routes run. So, uh, I mean, it's one of those things you never really want to bank on this. But if one of the top three receivers gets banged up in the game, um, you know, he's going to be in the, the three wide sets. Like you said, they could run even more four wide um, if Morris misses. So, yeah, the Bills, I think, yeah, certainly Shakir and Cook make the most sense as the dart throws. <laughs> we do have a fullback on the sleep. Long pass to the fullback. Got a nice block from the fullback. How many tackles can one man break? Oh, look at the fullback. Down the sideline. We're doing our best to, to keep the fullback position alive and thriving. Make fullbacks great again. Reggie Gilliam, he could actually be interesting if yeah. Quentin Morris is ruled out because we've seen Gilliam pick up the extra tight end snaps as well. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, Tommy Sweeney really has, he's only been active, what, two times, three times this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's run around about 12% of the time when he's active. So nothing major. So Gilliam, is a guy who, you know, we could see him spike to, you know, 20, 30% if Morris is ruled out and just operate as that true backup tight end. So uh, I think this is actually one of the better slates to play uh, Gilliam. Yeah, and he went off in, what was it, week two? Uh, there was a showdown slate I think he did go off. Well, he has one touch on this year. So uh, was that Titans game in primetime? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, it was, it was. It yeah. was I think it was his Sunday or Monday night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he has a couple of games or a few games where he has multiple catches. So yeah, he would be a guy if I would say if Morris is inactive, um, then I would sprinkle some Gilliam. If not, I don't, I don't know. He He's kind of a stretch, uh, but this, this is going to be a lower, lower scoring slate. Um, so even if he just gets a few catches, he could break the slate even without a touchdown. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you know, if he's in yeah. there, I mean, this is, you know, this Patriots defense, it's kind of, it's tough. You know, they might have to do some some trickery or go to guys that you don't normally <laughs> go to. So uh, I like right. it against the Patriots. All right, let's jump into the week 13 main slate. Who do you like for stacks? Uh, so I'm going with Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, and Zay Jones. So a double stack. And um, anytime I've really just gone all in on the Jaggers offense, it's paid off this year. I, I was on them. Um, in week three against the Chargers, uh, and then a couple weeks ago against the Chiefs. And I've been really cautious, you know, going all in with Lawrence just because he's flash at times this year, but uh, he's he's struggled to be consistent. But it's about two to three games now where he's been playing at a high level. Um, looked great last week against the Ravens. So I, I think he's going to keep it going uh, here against the Lions. Um, just my model just loves Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. We talked about that on the other pod um, it's a really top heavy offense right now um, this could be just a pass heavy high scoring game uh, for the Jaguars it's the second highest total uh, of the week at 51 and a half um, and if Travis Etienne is you know limited all or ruled out this week you know they're gonna have to lean on the passing game even more so uh, I just like stacking Lawrence with uh, his boys and Kirk and Jones and then I'm sticking with this game and just going with Jared Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown um, it's always great just stacking these two because 
uh, you know, St. Brown, he, he just has such a high target share. Uh, the offense just really flows through him. So stacking him with Goff is always a good option. Um, and just, just stacking this game as much as possible uh, is going to be my strategy this weekend. Uh, I think Jamison Williams could make his debut here. Um, you know, he, he could be pretty limited early on, but that's just going to be a vertical element uh, to this offense that we just really haven't seen yet. Uh, so this, it could open off the offense a bit. And Jamison Williams himself is probably too pricey to play this week. So I kind of like investing in him through Jared Goff. Um, so I, I just like the idea of stacking Goff and Brown and having uh, Jamison Williams open up the offense even more. Maybe maybe even making uh, Amon St. Brown even better. So uh, I love just stacking this game as much as possible. Yeah, and Jared Goff probably ain't going off if Amon Rod doesn't go off. So you got <laughs> true. The, 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 true, the true correlation there. Yep. Uh, I am going with Mike White and Garrett Wilson. Uh, they're both of them are super cheap. So uh, I really like this deck. Talked about it on the other pod, but the Vikings are 29th in DVOA against number one wide receivers. And Garrett Wilson has had a 20 point game with Mike White, Zach Wilson, and Joe Flacco. So, you know, he's kind of proven to have upside regardless of the quarterback. And this is probably the best quarterback that the Jets have had all year. He's running around. 90% or more of the time each of the past four weeks. So he should stay uh, in that range in this one. Uh, so I, I really think that's a under the radar um, or maybe it won't be super under the radar, but uh, you know, I, I think, I think white stack, you know, Wilson will probably be very popular, but I think stacking white yep. with him uh, is something you want to do here. Also like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk or George Kittle, any two of the three, because, you know, this San Francisco offense right now, they've just lost Elijah Mitchell. Christian McCaffrey's banged up as well. So, mm -hmm. and Miami is top five in early down successory uh, against the run. So this might be a matchup where there's a variety of reasons why the Niners may have to pass more than usual. One, they may just struggle uh, to run the football. Two, this is one of the better offensive days offenses mm -hmm. they've seen so you know you never know you know we we are kind of down on some of the the Dolphins offense but Tua and them could just light it up again and you know put up points and force the Niners to to have to put up points going back the other way and they certainly can you know they have all the weapons so uh you know I think this Dolphins defense is easier to to throw on the run on and there's a lot of familiarity here with uh McDaniel and, and you know going back to his old team and Shanahan so I think you're going to see some 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 offense from both sides regardless so uh like Jimmy G and, and getting on that stack with uh with his top receivers no yeah that makes a ton of sense and the uh love the the Wilson uh, Mike White said, I was shocked to see how cheap uh, Garrett Wilson still is. Remember yeah. last week he was 4,300. I was like, you know, th this would make sense if Zach Wilson's the quarterback, but he's too talented. But, you know, guys like Alan Lazard, Tyler Boyd are more expensive than Garrett Wilson, um, who is your wide receiver yeah. nine this week, as, as right. he should be. But it just makes zero sense. And even Mike White, you know, he's 5,400. Just stacking those guys, you can you can still spend up at the other position. So, Ton of upside with that sack this week. All right, who do you like for dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Uh, well, I'm going with the Jets here, but I'm going a little bit more under the radar with Corey Davis at 4,100. Um, you know, he returned to action last week. He only caught one ball for nine yards. Not that we're ex ever expecting massive games from Corey Davis, but, you know, he saw a 74% 
route participation. Um, and he should be there going forward. He's, he's always, you know, mainstay in like the top two uh, sets. So, you know, Mike White elevates every pass catcher in this offense, Corey Davis included. Um, so it'll come eventually. Plus, you know, they're, they're playing a Vikings defense that's played zone at the second highest rate. Uh, Corey Davis, you know, he's popping on a model that factors that in where, you know, he averages 0.65 yards per route run against man. That goes up to 2.01 versus zone. So I like the matchup as well. And he should be under the radar as well. Um, and then DeAndre Carter got to stick with him again. Again, he's 3,900. Yeah. I think he was like 37. He's a top three receiver and one of the best passing att- attacks in football. So um, as long as Mike Williams is out, I'm going to be playing DeAndre Carter as much as possible if he's under 4K. Uh, another good matchup this week against the Raiders. Um, and then Chase Claypool uh, might be the cheapest number one receiver I've ever seen at 3,800. So while this isn't a passing attack, I really want to invest in most of the time, um, you know, just just buying in on his upside, at least as being the new number one with Darnell Mooney, unfortunately out for the season uh, makes a ton of sense. So just got to sprinkle some Claypool and some GPPs as a result. Um, and one of my favorite under the radar plays this week is Juwan Jennings at 3,200 uh, against the Dolphins. A lot of the things that you were saying, you know, this could be more of a pass heavy, maybe a trailing game script. Either way, it could be a shootout uh, against the Dolphins. But, um, you know, the Dolphins play man coverage at the second highest rate. And Chris McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, um, all tend to do way better um, against zone coverage. Maybe that's a Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Does yeah, <laughs> that's a Jimmy G thing. Uh, and CMC, you know, it's just running backs. Uh, it's a little bit tougher to see passing usage against man. But uh, the only pass catcher who gets a boost from this type of coverage is Juwan Jennings. And he is always sneaky. Last week, he caught six balls for 49 yards and a touchdown uh, against the Saints. So he's he's always a great flyer, but this week, even more so, he's 3,200. Uh, so sign me up for Juwan Jennings. And last but not least, it's always hard to find running backs as Darth Rose just because, you know, the, the the floor of the pricing is much higher now than it has been. But Jarek McKinnon, um, 4,500 against the Bengals. Um, you know, this could be a game script that sets up, you know, nicely for McKinnon the past couple weeks have been perfect for Isaiah Pacheco um, and McKinnon. I don't even think he saw a catch last week uh, or a carry or something. He was basically phased out, but um, you know, he's their clear pass catching back. This could be a game where they're actually forced to throw, you know, for all four quarters, they might even get in a trailing game script uh, against the Bengals. So, you know, McKinnon had two games of six catches uh, just a couple weeks ago. So we could see that type of production here. Um, He's, he's the new men price. Uh, at running back, so uh, I, I think he's sneaky here in GPPs. Yeah, it's so tough to predict him, but yeah, right. Jared McKinnon, <laughs> man. I mean, if he goes off, he goes off. He'll get, he has multiple <laughs> touchdown upside. I mean, yep. for me, I like uh, Richie James Jr. ran a route eighty-seven uh, percent of the time last week, so he's kind of back in that you know mm-hmm. top slot role for the Giants, that Wandale Robinson role. So uh, like him here, just cheap cheap source of routes. Uh, Quez Watkins also, you know, your boy. So, uh, 83% route participation rate last week. He's under 4k on DraftKings. So another guy who I think, uh, you know, could pop off here. The Eagles still kind of looking for that third, third target. And, uh, Watkins has kind of been popping up and getting more than his usual one catch. Uh, these last few games, he's got multiple catches in four straight games, which is big for him and touchdowns in two straight as well. So, um, 
like like Quez Watkins. I think Elijah Moore is sneaky, uh, if, especially if you're using Mike White and, and Garrett Wilson. You could also go Elijah Moore here, even contrarian and, and Moore instead of Wilson, because I think, you know, as long as White is under center, Elijah Moore, it, he's still probably not going to get the routes he was getting earlier in the year, but we saw what he could do, you know, in, in that last game where he cut two passes for 64 yards and a touchdown. You know, he might start running the routes like a normal slot receiver. Like he might get up into, mm-hmm. you know, the 70, 80%. You know, we don't know. So um, I, I think that uh, he's he's a really sneaky guy against the defense that not really, uh, you don't really worry about in, in Minnesota. And Justin Watson's at 3,200 mm-hmm. for the Chiefs. You know, like this guy, he just running the most routes in this uh, in this wide receiving core right now. And even with Juju back last week, he continued to to see more routes than Juju, more routes than Sky Moore, uh, pretty much right there with MVS. So, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what Andy Reid's plan is with this, but uh, I'll take advantage of a, a cheap Chiefs receiver in a game with the highest total of the week. Yeah, sign me up for that. Yeah, Sky. I mean, Sky Moore is not a bad one either at thirty one hundred. But um, Watson, I think, is going to be less popular uh, because Sky Moore, you know, he's got a little more hype around him as a as a rookie. And we're we're assuming Kadarius Tony's out again this week. I, I, I mean, even if he played, I I think oh. I mean Watson because it's not the same role. Like Watson's, you know, more of an outside guy. So I, you know, it's. I, they're just using him more on you know more as a perimeter receiver right now. So yeah, Tony Tony would be the Sky Moore. Replay. Yeah, like, yeah, he would eat into that role for sure. Yeah. I mean, we think we it's, it's we, who knows, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> if he could even get through a full game. Uh, and uh, Tyra Conklin talked about him on the other pod, oh. but I have him as a top ten tight end. Oh. Uh, he's thirty one hundred, so like him uh, as well. But yeah, uh, I have to go uh, go back to Quez Watkins because that's my boy. Love that call, and it seems like. You know, they don't have Dallas Goddard, obviously, uh, and the tight ends aren't getting that production. Nope. Uh, and it's kind of going to Quez Watkins. So he's kind of that, you know, number three uh, wide receiver, the the lead tight end kind of role. That's not really his playing style, but he has definitely been more consistent since Goddard went down. Um, and he always has that that massive ceiling. Um, and I just realized it is, it is a revenge game for A.J. Brown this week. Um, so I'm gonna have to bump his target share up, but uh, I just realized that now that AJ Brown will probably go off this week as well. Oh yeah, that's a good stack with uh, <laughs> with Jalen Hurts. It's a little pricey, oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I have him as my wide receiver six this week. So uh, like that one, and you know another, you know speaking of stacks, you know another one that that I like. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I mean, if mm. Jamar Chase comes back, like he's first of all he's cheaper than he usually is he's under 8k and you know if he has that questionable tag it might throw people off of him uh, in terms of his roster ship so um that's another one just wanted to throw that out there uh what we're talking about yeah that no he even if he's limited let's say like 60 70 percent routes run rate uh he could still go off he he doesn't need to be on the field too much to to make a difference so yeah if that's going to be under the radar this week sign me up Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. 
For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit, terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, let's, uh, let's build some lineups, and uh, you could go first. Okay. Um, well, I like the idea of the Mike White, um, Garrett Wilson sec. You don't think it's going to be? Um, I, I, I think Wilson will be very popular. White, oh, but stacking them. White might be a little less, though. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, how about the the other? Like, is it? Uh, Go on the other side. Oh, yeah, definitely stackable <laughs> with the Vikings. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so I'll start it off um, with Mike White. All right. 5,400. Yeah, Kenny Pickett's also pretty cheap, too. Just notice that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Good, good cheap options this week. All right. So I'll go Garrett Wilson here and get the stack in 5,300. Yep. All right. We can send it back with a Dalvin Cook or a Justin Jefferson, but uh, I'm going to go with. God, it's either it's really either Christian Kirk or Zay Jones. They're both way too cheap. Um, I'm gonna go with Zay Jones though, so yeah, we can spend 49. up somewhere forty nine. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. What was he uh, earlier this season? He was always in like the forty one, forty two. Yeah. Yep. Uh, at least he's he's up, but yeah, at this point he's got to be over five k. Just he's always underpriced, so gotta take advantage while we can. All right, so we got. Jay Jones at 4,900, average of 57.33. Uh, let's, I'll get the defense out of the way. Let's see. Commanders? I was thinking that, but... Uh, Chase Young's actually returning this week, right? I We, we think. Jeez. Um, That's tough. Tough week for defense. Yeah, it's ugly. <laughs> and the Ravens are uh, most expensive, but that that, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh sheesh, I kind of want to go to Ravens anyway. Um now we gotta find let's find a contrarian cheaper one. Mm, let's go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nice. I was gonna say so, let's uh let's hope I know the Falcons run a lot, but uh right. still not still don't trust Marcus Mariota. And I like how the Steelers <laughs> played the Colts. Uh, you know, they really shut him down for a mm. good portion of that first half. So uh Falcons like to run too, so Yep. Take me some TJ Watt, some Cam Hayward against that Falcons Falcons offense for 2600 So we got a, a, an average of 63-60 left for two running backs, wide receiver, tight end, flex. All right. Uh, not not too many, like, obvious plays at running back. Um, but Dalvin Cook is pretty cheap. Um, so I think, like, I'd want to send it back with him. And uh, you made some good points with, you know, just Kirk Cousins against this good you know, pass defense. Uh, let's let's go with Dalvin Cook having a big week. Big weekend. He's he's pretty cheap too. He's seventy two hundred. So he's like the uh, 
like the tenth most most expensive running back or something like that. But yeah, let, let's go with him for this uh, Jets stack. Yeah, had Sunday, a really Sunday rough Sunday week back. last week. Yeah, uh, forty. What is it? Fifty six yards on twenty six yeah. touches. No, no touchdowns. He's still legit though. Oh, absolutely. He rarely has two bad games. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, he hasn't had a two bad game stretch this year, except the last two. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. This is against the Cowboys, 11 carries, 72 yards. For yeah. him, that's bad. That's seven points. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I like it. Uh, all right, so we got 61.50 left for running back, wide receiver, tight end, flex. Let's go with Foster Moreau at 3,600. Oh, yeah. Running a route pretty much every time. Uh, he's playing all the tight end snaps. So, yep. Um, got him at the top 10. I think we both have him at the top 10, 10 tight yeah, end this week. So Absolutely. I think that – yeah, I think that um, 3,900 to 3,100 range is the sweet spot at tight end yep. this week. You got uh, Dave and Joku with Deshaun Watson our center. Uh, Moreau, obviously he's great. Uh, Hayden Hurst yep. and Conklin, right in that like sweet spot where uh, you can get them pretty cheap and they're all like top 10 tight end. So yeah, love the Moreau play. Uh, so that gives us... 7K. Flat. Wow. <laughs> um, I'll go with uh, Amon Ra. At 7,100. All right. Can't go wrong with him. Nope. He's just so good. Like, it just, it's crazy. Yeah. He just finds his way open every, almost every time yep. he runs a route. So we have 69.54 running back in a flex. Uh, let's see, running back. I'm not as high uh, on uh, Damian Pierce as you are this week, but uh, at his price, he's got to be popping in your model. Oh yeah, he's fifty. He's fifty nine hundred. <laughs> the only thing is, what is he on Fanduel? Because he's a oh yeah, he is better way, Fanduel play. Yeah, totally. Is he um, more? Uh, let me see what's his, what his price. Do you think they're going to keep it close? Like, what do you think about the the spread on that game? Um, Seven. What, I mean, that's... do you think they'll be able to cover that and keep it close to like have a balanced, you know, offense? I think I think they could have like similar to some of those other Damian Pierce games where like the Eagles game, it wasn't like super close, but yeah. I, I do think they'll be able to, to get back to running the ball with him uh, more than they did against that Dolphins defense. Yeah. He looks uh, relative to price same on FanDuel and obviously a, a better play there. So we can use him yeah. um, on that team. He's 6,500 there. Uh, let's go with, go with Aaron Jones against this, Terrible Chicago run defense. We'll see what happens with Rodgers, but uh, yeah, it'll be a pretty big workload for uh, the Aaron Jones yeah. here. Jordan Love looked pretty good though. Oh yeah, he uh, did. And, but you still uh, got to run it on Chicago, like yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, the Packers have a bye next week. If there were time to let Rodgers heal, be now. But it already sounds like he's going to play. Um, he's not going to let uh, Jordan Love volley pip him or Aaron Rodgers him. I should say yeah, right. Um, so 7K, thank you. Let's see. So, well, there's not many guys in that range. I would have um, ETM. We don't even know if he's going to play. Got Keenan Allen, Debo. And oh, oh. A- Andrews, DK Metcalf. Ooh, Metcalf. Um, Cooper, Christian Kirk. Yeah, that's basically it's probably in that uh, DK, Andrews, Debo, Keenan Allen range. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, just got to go with Cooper here for his upside. It's really a toss-up between him and uh, – well, Keenan Allen's probably more of a cash game play, I think. But, you know, DK always has a big ceiling. But, yeah, let's let's go with Cooper with Watson or center for the first game. Uh, but that leaves us with <laughs> a whopping uh, 600 left over, which is actually perfect. Yeah. yeah. 
that that I mean that makes it less likely that somebody will have the exact yeah. same lineup. And uh, you can always kind of mess around with the defenses and make variations yeah. of it. So we got Mike White at quarterback, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones at running back, Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Zay Jones, the wide receivers, Foster Moreau, 3,600 at tight end, Amari Cooper in the flex at 6,400, and the Steelers defense, 2,600 against the Falcons. Now let's go to FanDuel. I'll start us off here. Go with Kenny Pickett, 6,700. Nice. Yeah, way too cheap. Uh, what only Kyle Allen is cheaper? Is and, that and Russell correct? Wilson and Russell Wilson? Oh well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> God, <laughs> what that that's crazy to even think that. But um, yeah, well, I even have, I have Bryce Perkins uh, higher than Russell Wilson. I guess that makes sense because he actually uh, gets rushing yards. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, well, the question is, who do we stack him with? Uh George Pickens. I well, yeah, that, that, Deontay doesn't have a touchdown yet, so I'm, I'm gonna say George Pickens. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Or Fryer moves. I mean, no, I know. Five yeah. okay. uh, but I think, yeah, just when it comes to ceiling, um, I'm going to go with Pickens. Yeah. Yep. Tight end, there's, uh, there's some pretty good value out there. Uh, yeah, let's go with Pickens. All right. I'll throw in Damian Pierce. You know, cheaper, <laughs> cheaper than Brian Robinson, Gus Edwards, AJ Dillon. I mean, this is, this is outrageous. Hey, Brian Robinson had a good game last Yeah, time, I know. So. But like, Pierce didn't just, you know, two two very tough matchups, and now he gets one of the. I'm gonna have to get one of those big hats, uh, the the commander's hat specifically <laughs> that he was wearing. Um, but yeah, Pierce just way too cheap on Fanduel. Holy moly, um, Cook as well. Sheesh. Um, all right. Well, God, Debo is super cheap on Fanduel as well. Sixty eight hundred. Yeah, I don't mind that. You're Ooh. gonna need him. Christian McCaffrey banged up, Mitchell out. Like he's yeah. gonna, he might he might spike in carries this week. Yeah, with like yeah, McCaffrey being banged up too. Yeah, I, I think Debo. Uh, yeah. And then I promise I'll pick a defense on my next. <laughs> I'll do the dirty work. All right. So we still got we have we don't have a defense yet, but we got sixty six hundred average. Let's see. We didn't go with Conklin on DK, right? Oh, we went with Moreau. Yeah, we went with Moreau. He's uh, cheap on uh, FanDuel. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's like, do that. Conklin at 5K. He's dirt cheap. Jeez. Um, yeah, same price as Cole Komet. All right, so that leaves it. Well, let me let me take a defense now, uh, and then we'll really know how much we have left. But I, I got to go with Commanders here. All right. uh, it's, re- it's a tough week on defense. Some of the better defenses uh, aren't on the main slate, I'm realizing. Yeah. Uh, not really good. Usually – you know, you could just pick on whoever faces the Texans, but it's the Browns this week. Uh, so some really weird matchups, but I, I like the commanders against the Giants here. Let's go with them. All right. So that leaves us an average of 8K, a little over 8K. <laughs> oh, wow. For uh, running back wide receiver flex. Let's go to Derrick Henry, 8,800 nice. against the Eagles Rundy. Nice. So now we got 7,700 for wide receiver okay. and a flex. Definitely doable. Um, I'm going to go with Christian Watson at 6,500. Yes. He seems like a better uh, FanDuel player as well. I mean, perfect. Yeah, well, he he's not really gonna get, yeah he's not getting like a 10-catch game or anything like that. Three catches for nine yards and two touchdowns. So, yeah, I, way too cheap. I mean, he's probably going to be chalky, um, but I don't care. Just You, you got to shoot for the moon when it comes to GPs. So let's go with him, and that gives you 8,900. 
Jeez. I'm going to go with. Oh, man. <laughs> let's go with. Uh, so Josh Jacobs had the big game last week. Let's go with Devontae Adams yep. to come back with one this week. 8,600 against the Chargers in what could be a very high scoring game as well. So we got yep. Pickett, 6,700. Pierce, 6,500 at running back with Derrick Henry at 8,800. And then our wide receivers are Debo Samuel at 6,800 against the Dolphins, Christian Watson, 6,500 against the Bears, George Pickens, 6,700 against the Falcons in a stack with Pickett. Uh, our tight ends, Tyra Conklin at 5K. And we got Devontae in the flex at 8,600. And the Commanders, D at 4,100, 300 left on the table. That's always good. Like it. Yeah, no, it's a great team. Kenny Pickett, yeah. I mean, what like you said, two rookies that still haven't had their true signature <laughs> signature moment yet. So it's gonna happen. Pickens making a lot of great catches though, so maybe gets a. I can see a two mm-hmm. touchdown two touchdown game for him at some point. Oh, absolutely. Yep. All right. So that is going to do it for the week thirteen fantasy flex fantasy preview podcast. If you want. To, to check out our fantasy rankings and projections, actionnetwork.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Sean's at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. You can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app, fantasylabs.com for our DFS tools and models. We'll be back later in the week with the Night Shift episode. Until next time, let's get this money.